There are wounds that never show on the body that are deeper and more hurtful than anything that bleeds. Laurel K. Hamilton. You are listening to The Legacy Atlas with Dr. Tamika Lett. Welcome back and thank you for joining me for part two of the two-part series on intergenerational trauma. So if you haven't already, please listen to episode five, which was part one, where I really broke down what intergenerational trauma was. And in a nutshell, it is trauma transferred between generations. So it's really things that's happened the generation before or many generations ago that is currently impacting the family and their ability to overcome many obstacles and tasks. It really speaks to how they cope and um, get through things, which impacts us in creating a new and lasting healthy legacy. So we talked about emotions, attitudes, coping skills, and mental health, and how all those can be impacted by intergenerational trauma. So just getting back to the root of intergenerational trauma and working on treatment is what we're going to talk about all this week. And I just really want you to hone in on thinking about reflecting, you know, on some things that have occurred that you may know for yourself or that you've seen, especially if you're um, crafting your legacy or you're working out in the field with individuals who have experienced trauma I think it's some great skills to understand and to learn to help develop and heal from things that we've all been through so thinking about the signs and symptoms we have to consider the root of it and how intergenerational trauma came about and if there is trauma that we've experienced. At some point, people have experienced trauma in many different ways and it manifests itself differently for different people. So people cope with and learn to uh, address trauma in many different ways, but trauma is trauma and it impacts people. Um, And whether those ways are healthy or unhealthy, impacts the overall long-term, you know, damage and carry on that that person has done. But the good thing is that you can heal, that you can get and learn new coping skills. You can uh, learn to address and recognize the signs and symptoms and find ways to better and move towards a healthier way of living, coping, and being, knowing that you have experienced trauma. And that's the the great thing that is something that is workable, that you can work on and, and learn to have support to get through. So the first way um, this week that I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about recognizing and addressing the trauma. So all about the treatment approaches. So number one, seek professional help. That's just the biggest thing that I think, and especially in communities, we talked about stigma before and overcoming obstacles, getting over the stigma uh, as African-Americans, Black Americans, uh, minorities, there's a stigma around treatment. There's a stigma around talking to professionals and quote unquote, having people in your business. And it's just really 
something that has caused damage and part of that intergenerational trauma, something that continues to cause damage. There are people that are trained to really come out and support and guide individuals while they're going through this. Um, I'm a trained professional working with uh, individuals who have trauma and individuals who have substance use, um, been diagnosed with substance use disorders. And it's, it's, really interesting to see that many people who decide to go to treatment in the past have been like, well, you know, I've always been told that I could work through this, that I should get through this, that we don't tell people what's going on in our families. And that in itself can cause more damage because if we don't learn new coping skills, then we pick up the unhealthy ones such as substance use or such as, um, you know, just bad habits that impact our family shopping over shopping people overspend money which causes damage to the family losing of houses losing of properties and that's way that they cope with um stress and trauma so learning to develop new ways to think about and address these traumas are important so seeking professional help is a great 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 resource to get you on the right path to get you there to start moving towards recovery and healing from um, intergenerational trauma. Uh, Two is being honest, a big proponent of honesty. So you can seek treatment, but if you aren't honest that things have happened or things are happening or that you're not coping, it it really uh, impacts the treatment that you're receiving. It really kind of... uh, prevents the individuals from getting you the help that you need. So you have to be honest and transparent and say that you're hurting, say, you know, what you need and say what's going on because that's important. And that develops throughout the relationship because we all get there of being able vulnerable to tell somebody the things that have gone on. But even as, as you, as it takes time for you to get there, consider how it, how it can help you to be vulnerable and honest about these things and the help that you can get. And then as I talked about seeking therapy, also seek out new supports. So there are many groups out there that offer support for, um, you know, individuals that have been impacted, mothers impacted by, uh, lost children from drunk driving, dads that's lost children from drunk driving, uh, survivors uh, on the other end of individuals who have been murdered. So there are a lot of different types of support groups that are there. And it really varies because you have to find out what's comfortable for you. So going out and looking at that support and you'll work with that with the professional, your therapist, um, and finding out what works best for you and your coping and healing and creating those healthier um, skills to help you address the trauma that's in your family. And then the last, but definitely, definitely not least, is just exploring with your family the things that you're going through. Because eventually you're going to get to the part where it's good to know your roots. And I say that to um, a lot of people, understanding where we came from, um, how this came about. So it's good to explore and understand family and the roots of our trauma 
over generations. So, you know, there are many different ways that trauma manifests itself. So getting to understand our families and understanding our histories is very important, especially in providing information in therapy is eye-opening. It really gets you to the, the point where you're really thinking about, you know, this really started at this point. So um, understanding our, our families and getting that information is important to the process and getting to the point of healing and having healthy coping skills. So I hope um, this week in this two-part series that you really tuned in to find some ways to understand intergenerational trauma and how it can be impacting you or those around you. And if you're already not linked to, please, please look into, you know, therapy or some form of support. If you feel like any of the symptoms that I identified in episode one or anything, treatment and stuff that you need, please reach out um, to supports in your community to find in samhsa.gov, S-A-M-H-S-A.gov has some great resources and tools where you could be linked to supports in your communities to help you with uh, addressing intergenerational trauma. You've just finished listening to part two of my two-part series on intergenerational trauma. I hope that you were enlightened and really have more foundation on what intergenerational trauma is and that it really helps you to think about those around you and yourself if you're in need of support and treatment. Join me next week as we continue the series for season two on overcoming obstacles in our journey to creating a lasting legacy.